a tying run, first pitch. Grab ball to Moe. Gets off it, race to the bag, and he's out. Hi, this is three-time YMSL MVP Ali Marshall, and you're listening to the number one podcast discussing anything and everything for YMSL. Brought to you by Mammoth Cards. Now here's your host, Zach Z. Ashkenazi and Jackie J.T. Tal. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the J.T. and Z podcast show. Uh, another beautiful morning and another beautiful show we have for you guys. Uh, Z, welcome back, kid. Thanks, JT. Appreciate it, as always, for bringing me in. Uh, great intro. Thank you for that epic song. Um, and, yeah, ready to get right to it. We got an unbelievable guest lined up for today. He's a two-time World Series winner, a two-time Triple Crown winner, and a two-time MVP. We got Mr. David Farka. Dave, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Dave, yeah. excellent. Dave, you're an excellent guest. Uh, you're a smart kid. You know the league uh, pretty much better better than most. Definitely better than most. Uh, and um, one of the most knowledgeable players, great player. And um, as he just mentioned, all those accolades. And really, you know, tremendous season this year, being a finalist with that Caballo team. Uh, you won two straight titles. And then uh, you make a nice run with this Caballo team, you know, really something that no one really thought would happen, and and you, and you did it. So take us through, take us through a little bit of that. Yeah, to on, be on honest, I, I didn't think it was going to happen either. I mean, you know, it was a roller coaster of a season. You know, um, just in you know, plain and simple, it was my first year as captain. Uh, I realized how much responsibility. Uh, comes with that um, and you know towards the end of the year I was ready to pack it up and you know we just found some magic at the end in that playing game uh, that was really one of the best games I've ever been a part of uh, and then right then and there you know just going on to the mud heads sweeping them and then an epic you know you five know, game before, series against you guys you know Dave before you talk about the mud hens, you know you got through that playing game was tremendous the Mud Hens were supposed to crush you, and they were a big, and they were big favorites in that series. Big favorites. I, the Mud Hens, and, I think, were laughing at the fact that they were facing us over Navy. It, they really were. They were, and and rightly so. I mean, that you guys were not. They were a big favorite. They were a big favorite, and Mo Shama went hurt, uh, uh, went down. But still, I don't think that's. You know, a lot of people say, oh, Mo Shama got hurt, Mo Shama got hurt. Yes, he did get hurt, and obviously it's important. But it's not as important as a sweep and a 4-0 comeback. I think that's more to do with you guys than Mo Shama going down. That I think for sure, but, you know, I, I remember, you know, that team just 
went straight into the toilet after that first game. They were going at each other. Um, you know, Max was hot. Teddy was hot. Uh, Eddie Michon was hot. Uh, these guys were going at it within the dugout. Uh, I think it was early in game two. I know Max was really pissed off after losing game one. You know, he thought he pitched great, and, you know, he did. But And then just game two, they just um, – they self-destructed. That's really what happened, you know? And I think they came in, I think they came in thinking, you know, if we're going to beat this team, whether it's a sweep or in three games, but it, it was a mismatch, really. That's the truth on paper, on them everywhere around. It was just a mismatch. We had no business being there in the first place. That's the truth. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think that's what everyone was thinking. I know, you know, when we got to face you in the, in the next round, uh, we were licking our lips saying, all right, this team's not supposed to be here. We won our team won eight in a row at that point. Uh, we're like, all right, we're going to run right over these guys and, uh, just dominate them on our way to the world series. And, you know, you guys, uh, definitely took care of us. You held our offense down tremendously. Um, you know, it was a really, really tight series, hard fought, and ultimately, you know, you guys pulled it out. Take us through, uh, you know, what you were thinking going into that series after the Mudheads. Everything was gravy. That's the truth. That's if you want me to be honest, everything was gravy. Um, you know, again, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but going into that seventh inning against Navy, uh, my glove went into my bag. Um, I packed it up. I packed it wow. up. We had the bottom of the lineup coming up, and it's true. Wow. I packed it up. We had the bottom of the lineup coming up. Yeah, it wasn't looking good. Se- and I was kind of, and I was kind of relieved the Dave, season Dave, was Dave, over. Before you say anything, Dave, before you say anything, you're not just packing up your glove and going in your car and then see you on Sunday. You're packing up your glove for the season, and you yeah, almost and won. You know what, JT, t- I'm going to tell you something. I was. I actually continue, couldn't continue wait. I couldn't wait to do that. I couldn't wait to end the season. I was miserable. I told it to Norman after facing you guys. Uh, we faced you in week six. Uh, that was the whole AB Cohen um, Uber incident. He got a flat tire. Um, Norman came to the field. It was Memorial Two. And I said, Norman, I never wanted a season to end faster in my life. I'm miserable. Um, I don't think I'm ever doing this ever again. Just, just I want to throw we'll, in the towel right now. And we'll, and we'll get into that, by the way. We'll definitely ask you questions about that, uh, of to how, why, why you felt that way. So such hard feelings, because to be honest, I never felt that way. And Z, I don't know if you've ever felt that way. So we will get into that. Um, but uh, take us through that series with Hubba Bubba. You were, you were mentioning you were, uh, it was, it was uh, gravy. That was an unbelievable series. Uh, the defense displayed by both teams was insane. The pitching was unbelievable. Jeffrey just took it up to a whole nother level. But I just remember our defense in that series being just lights out. Mark Braha, short, lights out. Lee was making every play. Uh, I don't even know if we even made an error. If we did, it was maybe one or two throughout that whole series. And Hubba was the same, you know? Eddie Harari pitched unbelievable each game, I think had a total of anywhere from three to four runs, if not less, you know, way less, yep, less, yeah. less. That was I just, thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to say three to four hits. 
You know? No, I mean, yeah, it could have been even three to four hits. That was just a, a pure defensive series. It was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, I listen, I we made it to games. Yeah, we made it to game three. Uh, and, you know, through game three, scoring one run. We won a game with one run. We lost one nothing. Uh, so it's just it just goes to show you how tight that series was. A couple of misplays here or there, even one misplay here or there, could have led to a different outcome in the series. Um, so it just you know it was really really tight. And you know, kudos to you guys. Um, you know, you played played a great series. I think Buka had a rough day in that game three, right in the field. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't think that really. Uh, mattered in the end of the day i know uh mark braha had a big hit and that was the big hit um it, it didn't really matter i don't think but um it was just a one nothing game we had some chances there in that last inning if anything i think the the player um who had the roughest day on his team would be sal dweck sal dweck had men on didn't come through didn't, didn't come through Saldwick had a chance to to to, to break the top zero zero without even getting a hit, and he grounded out the third. I mean, so if anything, I, I was him. I, I don't remember Buka. I don't remember Buka being uh, no uh, a problem. Buka, Buka didn't single handedly, you know, lose the game. I just remember him having some some struggles in the outfield with like you know some you know hard hit balls coming through into the outfield that you know he let get past him that flew over his glove or under his glove like that. I mean, you got to understand. Those those types of plays, you know, you're giving an extra out or you're giving an extra base, and it, it just For changes sure. the whole complexion of the game. The next guy that gets up, or you're turning over a lineup in the next inning, it's uh, it's a big difference in those types of games. For sure, and I felt so bad uh, for Eddie Harari. Um, you know, those those errors. Just to clarify, those errors didn't end up costing us. We wiggled out of it, but just a Correct. testament to Eddie Harari and the way the kid was pitching and the way our defense was playing that. You know, none of those miscues cost us. Um, feel bad for Eddie. You know, the guy's been the one seed two years in a row. And, you know, I, I don't know about last year, but this year his team did not come through. He obviously can't win a game with uh, zero runs. We had uh, that tense moment in the sixth inning where uh, I, I got on with a single. Abe Haber blooped in a single, uh, making it second and third. And then uh, he chose to pitch to Bub, who um, – you know, had a crazy, crazy at bat. Fouled off a ton of pitches uh, that, down the third, down the third baseline, and ended up walking, uh, setting up. You know, the biggest at bat of the day, and ultimately, uh, D- David DC couldn't come through for us. And and by the way, Jeffrey's pitching that at bat to Bub was one of the most special pitching performances to a batter I've ever seen. He never gave in. Never gave in, and why should he? I mean, he has a free base. All the pressure's on the hitter there. Base is loaded, all the pressure's on the pitcher. But when it's there's a free base, all the pressure's on the hitter. And for him to continue to throw balls and let Bub reach and reach and reach, and Bub almost swung and missed that one of them. You know, he Bub's, almost did it. Yeah, Bub swung at a few it. pitches that were very high, and he kept fouling them off. I yeah, he was, many, I, and he was I, hitting I the ball hard you. down that line. He was, but I can't tell you how many guy, how many pitchers in that spot where Jeffrey was in would put the ball over the heart of the plate and give up a hit there. And Jeffrey didn't do that. Jeffrey, they got to give him a lot of respect there. 
Yeah, Jeffrey, you got to let Jeffrey do his thing. He's a seasoned veteran. He's been doing it for 30 years now. You know, you got you to gotta figure he knows what he's doing. You got to let him do his thing most of the time. I mean, there were times throughout the season where he would turn around to me and say, Farka, what do you want to do? Should we walk? Should we pitch? I said, Jeff, whatever you want, I trust you. Meaning, you know better than I do. You're playing in this league double the amount of time that I'm playing in. You know, you got to you gotta leave it in a guy like Jeffrey's hands and you got to trust him. Sure. The guy's just... He's great. He's really a great pitcher all around, and he really carried the team to, all the way to the World Series. Um, Dave, there's no question about that. Dave, uh, my next question would be uh, Mo Money. Going up now, taking out Zach in the semis, moving on to Mo Money in the World Series. You mentioned Gravy in the semis. What about now going into the World Series? Did you feel the same way? Was it Gravy, or now everything changed? Now we have a little pressure. We got to win. We're here. So- so to me, again, it's somewhat gravy because you guys were the best team probably on paper. And then it ended up showing by when, you know, when you guys made it to the world series and, you know, you look at your roster on paper and you go up and down and you're like, Holy cows, this team is just stacked. You know, you have four superstars at the top and then you got guys like Cheetos and, um, you know, guys like Mo Haber who could still hit in that six seven spot. And, Mo Cass, you know, maybe Mo Cass, you know, just a Mo well-rounded Cass, team. No Cass, I'll tell Ruby you what, Shelley. Mo Cass had a renaissance year. This guy was smoking the ball, and I haven't seen him do that in years. Years I haven't seen Mo Cass hit the ball like that. So good for him. And then a guy like Ruby Shalou really came into his own. Um, you know, I just named you the whole lineup. And uh, you look at the team, and it's like – it's so lopsided again, but here we are. Let's see what we could do, you know? And again, my, my view was, you know, if we lose, okay, no one expected us to win. We didn't expect to win. We just gelled at the right time. But, you know, once we got deep into the series, then it started to get real, you know, game one, game two, game three, it wasn't real game four, game five. It was real. No question. Z, anything off that, or do you want? Or Amazing, have to... yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just speaking about the the roster of Mo Money. You didn't even get into guys like uh, Michael Dennis, who had a massive series, a key, you know, key role there, and Irv Shabbat, who you know was pressed into a role playing the field and and held his own there. So like, uh, you know, that team was absolutely loaded, and like you said, you're not expected to win. But I, I know you, Dave, and I know the competitive, uh, you know, beast that you are. When you're there, you're scratching and clawing and doing anything you can to win. Um, and it showed in that series. So that's, that's really my only comment was, yeah, you're saying everything's gravy. But I know when it got down deep into it that, you know, you guys wanted it bad. Yeah, when we got when we got deep into that series, that's when I said, okay, you know what? If we could steal another, we needed to steal game four, obviously, which we did. Um, again, right out of our ass. And, you know, once game five is, it doesn't matter who's the better team. It doesn't matter who has the better team on paper, who's hot, who's not. Game five, it's all up for grabs, you know? And it was a tight game. Um, and, you know, you guys just earned it, you know? Like, like, Zach, like Zach just said, you had so many role players who really did their job. You put Birdman at second base. The kid made every play. Deniff making huge plays at the plate. 
And, you know, and your stars are coming through. They're getting their hits. They're getting on base. Michael Cohen played out of his mind. That play that he did to throw out DR on that home run is one that probably should go down as one of the greatest plays in the history of the league. If you, I mean, you got to figure game five, sixth inning, two run game or three run game, whatever it was. Three runs, the yeah. guy, unbelievable, unbelievable play. And also, John's play, John's play for him to lay out there on Zach's brother. That was one also one of the greatest plays of all time. Both of those plays, it's funny, two of the last four outs of the World Series could go down as two of the greatest plays, biggest plays ever. And they were John's, our last four, two of our last four outs. John's play was spectacular, spectacular. But the Michael Cohen relay to, to, to run from center field into left and field the ball and simultaneously, as he's catching a turn and throw a strike to home, and then credit the Denim for making a crazy, crazy play and scoop. That was just it's like right. destiny. It was destiny for you guys. You're you right. Know? You're right. You're right. When you word it like that, you're right. That play is special. He had no business being special. There. And um, then you know, I got heat. I got heat for for waving Dr. Home, and uh, I, I told people, "You're out of your mind. I'm not going to hold crazy. them up." Dr.'s no batting way. eight. There's two outs. We're down here. And a crazy play gets him out, and that's what happened. No question. Uh, listen, uh, Dave, take us through the end of that game. You were up, man on first, two outs, down by two. And I know that was a familiar territory for you. You had that situation last year in the semis when you played with the Knights, and you're down two, and you smoked one in the gap. You got in that pickle, and you scored. Was that going through your head during that at, at bat? Before I get to that, it also happened in the World Series. I believe it was game three or game four. I hit a game-tying uh, home run to right field. I got thrown game out two. at the plate. Game two. Game, game two. two, yeah. I got, got thrown out at the plate. Abe D made a great scoop. I thought I was safe. Troy punched me out. Um, that was another one. But uh, this, one, this one to date still haunts me somewhat. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, the loss in the world series didn't hurt as much because like I said, we didn't, I didn't expect to be there. We were crap all year. And you know, the fact that we got there was a miracle and it was great. And it was a fun ride. It's the fact that I made out less. That's what really hurt me. Uh, um, I'll take you through the AB quick. Um, yeah. I get up to the plate. Obviously, I know I'm the tying run, and the first thing that any player is thinking is home run. You know, if you don't, if you're not thinking that, you're just lying to yourself. Um, I step up to the plate, and JT, I see you, and I know you argue with me. You were so far off the line; it was crazy. It was mind-boggling how far off the line you were. It was the first thing I noticed, and the minute I saw you, you were almost towards right center. And the minute I saw you, I looked up because I always look at the field to see what's going on because usually they're playing four or where this guy is or where that guy is. Instant click in my head, I'm going for a homer. Instant click in my head. If I get the pitch, I don't care if it's the first pitch, I'm going for it. Swing, I'm swinging. And Dave, we were going four. We were four out you went, there. So you did. How, how, how off the line could I possibly be? There's no enough, way that, enough that I could have been egregiously I'm, off the line. 
I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you enough for me to see a clear shot. If I hit a ball down the right field line, doesn't have to be painted on the line, but down the right field line, it would have been a home run. That's how far off you were. Maybe I saw something different, but I remember, I remember looking up and seeing you way off the line and that's when it just clicked in my head. That's it. That's my shot. So whether I hit a rope over Mo Haber's head, that'll probably lead to a double or triple. But if I get the right pitch, especially with a guy like AB Cohen, where you could somewhat guess that you're going to get that lob. If you sit on it, you could pretty much put it wherever you want. And I just didn't get under it enough and hit a one hopper to Mo Haber and, the rest is really history, and it still haunts me today. Yeah, listen, JT, you, you know, like, uh, no matter where you say you were, a hitter at the plate always knows where he could have that spot and sort of, you know, if you were off the line, you might not have felt that way, but the hitter at the plate knows that he could have hit that line if he got that certain pitch or that swing or whatever. So, you know, you got to take it from the hitter's eyes sometimes. Uh, I, I've been in that I hear scenario you. where I, you I, hear, just, I hear that. you know you got it. If you if you have it, Z, I hear it. The only thing that's making me question it was that we went four outfielders. So if we're going four, there's no way it could have been me egregiously off the line. Maybe I don't know about egregious. Might not have been egregious. Let's put it this way for a second. I'm a lefty. When there's four outfielders, the majority of the strength is going towards right field, where the right fielder, whoever's playing the corner is going to be on the line, and then the, the second one to him is going to be in right center. Correct. So basically, you were not on the line. You were shaded over towards right center. Right. And okay. I'm t- That's fair. That's for Whatever. sure. Like, like Z said, Z, Z said it perfect. I looked up, and I saw there was enough room for me that if I hit it, you wouldn't have been able to close the gap and catch it. Gotcha. Okay, that's possible. That's possible. Um, um, that is possible. Um, I had another question for you, but I forgot. You want to talk okay. about the captain? So, yeah, and J- how being a captain? Yeah, J- exactly. Oh, that's yeah. my that's my next question. So you know, you were having a a really terrible experience as captain. I know uh, personally that you were telling me you had no interest in coming back, not doing it ever again. Worst year of my life, all that. And then you know, you obviously had the magical run we spoke about. Um, how do you feel about, you know, the position now and going into next year? What, what's on your mind? What are you thinking? Um, just a quick story, short one on this whole captain thing. I had no idea that it was not an option that when you click that you want to be considered for captain, I figured Norman's going to come up to me and say, okay, we considered you. Do you want it? Yes or no. And I remember the day before Norman was announcing the captains. I texted him saying, I'm not doing it. And Norman texted me back with such a Norman response. Uh, Not your choice. You said you were considered. So you'll find out tomorrow night whether or not you're captain. And that's when I knew, obviously, that I was going to be captain. And Mo Cass texted me on the side saying, listen, if you really don't want to do it, I'll remove you and we'll figure something out. I said, no, that's all right. I'll do it. Um, experience wise, uh, really, really, really something different. Um, you know, you just feel like everything that goes wrong 
is on you. It's your responsibility. Why'd we lose that game? Why did you, is. you know, it, it's, and, and, you know, it's, it's gut wrenching and it's hard. You put a lot of pressure on yourself and, you know, I don't know. I'm, I didn't have such a great hitting year. Um, and I can't really say whether or not it had anything to do with me being captain. Um, but you know, in the beginning, it was not a fun ride. It's the first time ever drafting a team in YMSL. I didn't even know what the heck I was doing. I had three kids on my table. I don't know if anybody remembers Z, if you were there or JT, you were there. I had three kids on my table, you know, just in my ear. Uh, Mark Braha wasn't there. Uh, it was a hard draft. Who's three, who's three kids? I, I definitely wasn't there. Who? Which kids were at your table? So I had. I was captain and I'm working. I can't even have. I can't have anyone near me. I mean, I need total. Had, it's a very, very had, tough job. I had Jake Braha's son, who at the time, you have to understand, Jake Braha was not on my team. Okay. I had Lisa Carrier's son. I okay. had Sandy's son. Okay. And I might have had a, someone else. I don't well, even they- know. Dave, that's a rookie mistake by you. You got to get out I, of there. But I was a rookie. That's the whole point is that I was <laughs> a rookie. Yeah, it speeds up. Okay. The draft goes by so quick. It's so tough your first year. And by the way, uh, Dave, that's my next question. Your draft, you know, I just want you to take, take us through that draft experience because, you know, you drafted a team that had the only two holes I thought I thought in the whole draft. And you had both of them on your team. You didn't have a true third baseman. And you didn't have a fourth outfielder. How is that possible? Take us through the draft. When you left, the sh- when you left, did you say, "Oh, my team's perfect"? Did you no, say, I oh, I made, oh, "Oh, I made a mistake. I should have did this here. I should have did that there." No, did you to think, be honest, did, did you think you're going to get a guy? And then he 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 went. You know, tell tell J- take us JT JT. I think you know just before Dave answers it, I think everyone's high on their own supply when they're a captain. They're pumped up. They're saying, "No, I'll." I'll plug the gap here. I'll patch it here, and and we're gonna be rocking and rolling. So, guys, guys, did I did I think that I drafted a championship team? No, no, I didn't think. I like my team. I got the guys that I wanted. There was one guy in the draft that I wanted to get. I believe it was the fourth round. Um, and ABJ and Eddie Michon, I don't know how they knew this, but they knew that I wanted him and they came up to me thinking that they were going to hold me hostage. And I told them, go fly a kite, ended up getting Elliot Saka. Um, <laughs> and then they begged me for Elliot Saka. Um, and I was thrilled with that pick because Elliot had a phenomenal year at the plate, a phenomenal year. Um, yeah, great pick. Uh, the four outfielders you're talking uh, the, that that stuff didn't even cross my mind of having a backup four outfielder. Again, I had no idea what I was doing. It's the first time I've ever done this. Did I even know that I needed right. to have a backup outfielder? No. Um, no, but he, he, he's not even a true three. You know, great hitter, tremendous no, hitter. But come you back, know what? come back, play Listen, He could play outfield. You know, he's not yeah. a, he's not a dudot. He could play outfield. Okay, he's not phenomenal. He's not your, you know, true left fielder or right fielder, but he could hold it down down and he held it down somewhat. Um, Third base, third base, you know, DR uh, wanted it. He told me I wanted I'm winning gold glove third base and this and that. And I gave him the shot and nothing against him. It's not like he made any errors or anything. It was just a managerial decision between me and Jeffrey that when we got Jake for Saruya, um, we just wanted to give Jake the shot, see what he had. And he was just phenomenal. 
Yeah, well, that, Dave, worked out. Correct that worked me, out. Correct me if I'm wrong. DR was missing a week. Uh, it was against us in the regular season, and that forced you to move Jake to third. And the guy had a day. He had a day that week. That's and, correct. Uh, he was that's just correct. making diving plays, standing on and his head, was... making every play. And I think that's what clicked for you guys and just let it ride it, the whole right. year. But it just, you know, goes back to that whole captaincy thing where, you know, uh, you have to explain to the other guy why he's not playing third anymore. And, you know, DR's wondering. And I, I had a regular, regular flat on conversation with him. And he's asking me, I didn't make any errors. I don't understand why you're moving me. And, you know, I just told him, this is what I'm going with. Jeffrey likes it. I like it. And this is what I'm doing. And, and that's that, you know, and I'm sure he wasn't happy because, you know, if I was being moved out of center field, if I'm making every play and you're just moving me out of center field, I'd be pissed also. But he bought in, you know, DR that uh, the veteran and, you know, he's a phenomenal player. Everybody loves to play with him. He bought in and it worked out. You know, Z, yeah. Z, you know Dave was talking about all these things before about the draft, his first time captain. You know, this is just for all the cap, for all the people out there in the league. There's so many things that it takes to become a captain. There's so many little things that Z, me, and you, we don't even think they're items, but they are. But they're so obvious to us that it's like it's so obvious that we don't even think of it. But like it's actually hard. But it just becomes so natural to us. We've been captain so many times that it's like there's no way that could even be something. But sometimes it is. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, perfect example. Perfect example is drafting a fourth outfielder. I had no yes. idea, not even didn't even cross my mind even after the draft. I think someone told me. I think Norman was going over my team. We were talking, and he's like, "You know, you don't have a backup outfielder." Like, oh, okay. I guess I'll figure out cross that bridge when I get there. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. and or even like uh, even like a flex guy, a guy that can play second base and the outfield if you need, and then you bring the guy off the bench to play second base, something like that. Like just Tell things me. that, like JT said, you know, we don't even process at this point. It's just automatic. Dave, it's like you building your fantasy team. You know, you have so many things that you do that you need, that you think you need, that you know you need, and you just put it together. So it's the same thing. Now, Dave, this is going to be your second year being captain. Is it confirmed? Like if the spots – I know for a fact the spot's yours if you want it. Uh, well, not for a fact, but, I mean, I could assume. I think you did a great job last year. Um Dave, if you, is that something you want? You want that spot again? I think Captain's I do. Spot? I think I do. Um, you well, know, Dave, before bad. before you jump on it and say, you know, you think that you do, right? Think about this for a second. You're coming off before this year. You were coming off two World Series as just a player and not a captain. <laughs> and before that, you're coming off an MVP and a Triple Crown. So you had three of the best possible years that you could have you had three dream seasons in a row and you almost came close to saying hell with that it doesn't even matter uh, what i'm what i'm doing captain or not um i'm gonna be successful in this league so think about that before you answer the question you know uh, you didn't no, have I... the best and i know i could tell it to you straight up you didn't have the best personal statistical season this year as a captain so so really where do you leave off now Again, you know, if if I had to make the decision right now, I'm probably leaning towards being a captain again. Um, if the season ended versus Navy, it's not even a question. I'm not captain. 
That's how crazy this is. It went, I went the wow. entire season, and if we lose that game to Navy, you couldn't pay me to be captain again. Wow. <laughs> and, okay? and he and almost dead did. Serious. Dead serious. I believe you. Can't pay me. And Norman will tell you firsthand that I was just – like miserable and I would come home and I'm telling my wife, I don't even want to play anymore. I don't even want to wake up Sunday morning and play. That's how miserable I was. We just, we wow. were so flat and not, I can't nothing, believe way, nothing against, nothing against the guys. I was playing with my boys, Mark and Lee and Abe D. These guys were great. And I love playing with Jeffrey. It's just, there was just, we were lacking something and it was just lingering on for, and it got worse as the season went on. And towards the end of the season, it was just like, I don't want to do this. I just want to play ball. I don't want to think about any of this stuff. I don't want to be responsible for a bad year. And, you know, again, we got, I don't want to say lucky, but we clicked at the right time. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm leaning towards doing it. I want another run at it. I don't care about uh, winning a championship as a captain that has nothing to do with this. Um, it's just, you know, I had a good time at the end of the day, you know, we lost in a gut-wrenching game, uh, five-game series. But, uh, you know, uh, I learned a lot from the first year, so I feel like I want to be able to do – I could do a little bit better in the draft. Dave, you'll 100% do better. I know for a fact you're a guy that learns from his mistakes, learns from the process, and you're going to take that all in, and there's no question in my mind that you're going to do a significantly better job uh, this year than you did last year, and I think that's pretty dangerous for the whole league. I have, I have a, I already have, I already have some plans, boys. Any, yeah. any plans you care to reveal on the show? No, uh, no, that's crazy. way too early for that. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I got, I'm kidding. I got, I got plans. There, there's definitely a, a, a route that I, I really want to pursue and take. Um, it's not going to be easy. Well, start but, start with getting your boy Mark Braha to come back and Lisa Carey to come back. I don't know what you did to them, but the one time you captain, both these guys are out of the year. After the year, what's going on? I think it has to do with their coaching. I think they're, they they <laughs> actually knew this already before the season that this was they were going to take a small hiatus and uh, and do some coaching for their kids. So, and gotcha. you know they they were they were amongst themselves they were saying they really 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 wanted to win it. You know, because they knew they were going to take, I don't know if it's going to be a year or two or three years off that they really wanted to go out on a little bit of a high and uh, and win it. Gotcha. Um, Z, should we get to our emails and keep David Farka on to answer our emails? Something that we've never done before. Yeah, definitely. That would be uh, right. interesting. Let's hear what Dave's got to say about a couple of topics. All right, Dave. Dave, we'll hit you with this one. Uh, this one, you know, Elliot Saka uh, mentioned great show, great answer to my other question. He said, uh, on another note, to expand on Jiga's question on base coaches, base running, we have no stats to measure base running, which is undisputedly the ma major part of the game. What if we instituted a stat, net bases added? that tracks things like hustle doubles, scoring from first on a single, tagging two bases, et cetera, and works as a plus-minus system. Example, getting thrown out of second on a single is minus one, and vice versa. Captains generally have an idea on better base runners, but as much as it gets talked about, we have no gauge to measure. Dave, what do you think about that? I think, I mean, I'll, I'll let you start. 
that's above my pay grade. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if that's even possible. I mean, it, it would be cool if it was possible, but I don't even think that's possible. You'd need uh, someone from MIT to do that stuff. Yeah, I think I think Jay Money's head would explode thinking about net bases added, yeah. and we we can't no. afford that. We need Jay Money. So I agree. I, I don't, I don't know. Next, next email. Next yes. email. Tremendous answer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, here's another one that I thought was weak and I love this kid and he's been a tremendous fan of the show. And, uh, so, you know, Zeke, I love Zeke Dweck. I love the enthusiasm, but you know, questions a little bit weak, but here I'll say it. Loving the conversations this early on in the off season gives me a weekly commute entertainment. How would a ninth team by the addition of a very good pitcher affect your top 10 draft strategy? Topic, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. What do you mean by a top 10 draft strategy? What does that mean? I don't know. Is there some type of top 10 draft strategy that we all, uh, you know, that we're all missing on? That I don't know. But just to answer the question in bland, uh, I, I, I think Norman uh, entertained this at one point. Uh, it, it really, just to answer the question in short, it's got to come down to who the pitcher is. If you're, if you're, if you're throwing in a, a Stud pitcher, then I I wouldn't be against it. Right, I, I think we would know about any stud pitchers that are on the fringes of joining. So, like, I don't think anything changes. Yeah. Um, but but Here's but a- I think what I think what he means is like if there's nine teams now, uh, guys like Max and Nate do they still get valued earlier or later? I think very minimal. I don't think he means that. I don't think he means that. I don't think he means that, but I hear If he you. does mean that, then it, it all depends on who that pitcher was throwing in. I know you guys on one of the shows Z, mentioned this Z, kid. He might be giving him too much credit. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Who's this kid? Get... Just, to, just to go off topic for a second, who's this kid you guys are mentioning that's in the night league that's this young stud pitcher that someone you guys are trying to recruit into the league? Well, JT, head of recruiting. Uh, I'll let JT, he's head of recruiting, talk he, about him. He, he's real deal. Uh, he's Eddie Harari type level. Maybe Really? That's saying a lot, man. He Eddie, is. Eddie's and, in the league two years and two one seeds. That's saying a well, lot. It is. Eddie's Eddie. phenomenal. Yeah, but see, you got to be careful with what JT comes out with. He's he's all over the place. Hey, look, yeah, listen, yeah, we out, know he is. Out, he's definitely. Out. If you <laughs> oh, second, if you guys go to threat level midnight, if you guys go to that whiteboard show, I spoke about Eddie Harari very highly. And JT, I turned out do not be, speak about whiteboard shows right now. You gave one of the greatest teams of all time an F and said I should be banned true. from ever drafting. We'll get to that. We'll get to that garbage team one yeah, day. Yeah, I, 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 I want to be on – I got to be on the show when you get to that. So yeah, please we'll, make we'll, sure we'll, that I'm we'll, on there. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to the swimming one day. But listen, Z, um, Eddie, uh, Edmund Bate is a tremendous pitcher. He won a championship in Brooklyn. He won a championship in the night league. He was, he's yeah, won the minor every- leagues. The yeah, minor I'm leagues, saying, everyone's got a championship in I the minor you. leagues. I'm just saying he's got a little resume just like Eddie Harari does with his two onesies. Eddie, Edmund Beta has a little resume of his own. He's got a couple give of me, championships. Give me, a quick, give me a quick synopsis on this kid. What does he have? He has stuff. He's got control. He's got speed. What does he have? Dave, Fast nothing forward. to worry about. You'll, you'll take him 450 feet deep. It's you got, you got nothing to worry about. He throws to hard. Because to me, Eddie hard. is phenomenal. Eddie's a, a really good pitcher, like phenomenal pitcher. 
Yeah. Yeah, Ed, Eddie, Eddie's insane. Uh, Edmund Beta, let me just tell you what he has, and then we'll go to our next question. Edmund Beta has a nice fastball, and he pounds the zone, and he has good control, and he's a tremendous, tremendous athlete. So he feels his position really well. Um, okay. Next question. Right. From- I, I'll read the I'll read the next one, uh, JT. Go for it. Um, go for it. You, you got Ray S's who's been asking some great questions. Uh, hey, JT and Z, thanks so much for giving us our softball fix in the winter. Would love to hear your guys discuss the current appeal rule on tag ups. The constant he left early calls by the defense needs to go because there's no penalty for appealing. Teams do it every single time. Either let the umps do it themselves like any other call or let's institute a penalty for unsuccessful appeals to deter this nonsense. Let's push the rules committee to fix this next season. You can't do that, though. Can't do it. Can't do it. You can't. You can't. First of all, you can't leave it up to the umpire, number one, because if the umpire decides to make the call on his own, God help him what the other team's going to do to him. That's number one. Number two, yeah, sometimes it gets a little out of hand where guys are just saying he left early, just trying to sell a call to see if one of the umpires wants to make, uh, you know, make him make himself part big of the game or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it they've got players and, and captains could take it down a notch a little bit. It's a little excessive. Listen, it's very hard to not appeal sometimes because, listen, at the end of the day, it's free. And you're trying to win the game and you try to do everything you can as a captain or as a player to get everything right. And who knows, maybe they missed the call and maybe you get it right. So you're always going to ask. And there's no way you should be penalized for asking. I think it's just something that you got to live with. And you know what? When you're the offensive team and you're and, and, and they're saying he left early, he left early. And there's that one second of doubt in your head and you, you can't even breathe because you can't imagine, can't function from the fact that they're going to call him out. You know what? It is what it is. It's part of the game. You know, you got to just leave it into the umpire's hands and let him make the call. I mean, it's what it is. You know, listen, the whole the whole thing is is all of eight to ten seconds. Right. So I don't I mind it so much. It's not getting me home Norman late. Hates not... it. Norman despises it. Despises it. He hates it. <laughs> but the whole thing is eight to ten seconds. If the guy wants to look like a clown and starts screaming on the field saying he left early, and the umpire says he didn't leave, okay, then you move on with the game. There's never an argument after that. Yeah, I love I it. Know. I love it personally. I know it's it's somewhat of like uh, I'm not going to go ahead and say that. Oh, he left early. He left early. Appeal when I'm clearly wrong. It's like it's like bad. It makes me look bad. I don't want to do that. You know, I want to be right about it. Otherwise, Guys, like I'm gonna, you know what? It I'm sort of fires a, up the other team. Like yeah, you know. I'm going to give you a better one. I'm going to give you a better one. Okay, and we'll maybe we'll end off with this. I would love, and I think it's doable. I don't think I'm throwing something out there that's crazy. You know, you got Norman that's, you know, on the field, especially in the big games with his camera. Video review on a big play. That's what I would love to see. Team team gets one challenge. Team gets one challenge per game. And, you know, if a guy thinks he was safe at third and he was called out and how many times you go you go to the Norman and Norman goes back on the video and it shows that the guy was safe when they called him out, that would maybe that would maybe be something that we could institute. You know what? You know what, Dave? I was initially going to first jump down your throat and say it can't happen. But thinking about it, World Series only, one per game per team only. And once the call is made, for example – out at first base, right? 
it can mm-hmm. only be overturned if it's conclusive. And that's the best part. Because if it is conclusive and he's safe, then I'm very happy. With which whatever team I'm on, I'm very happy with the calls made. But I would be upset if it was inconclusive, unconclusive, whatever the proper word is. Inconclusive. And inconclusive, and they changed it. Then that would be a problem. Because No, hey, you, can't you can't have that. You, you can't, can't have that. that. It's got to be so conclusive. It has to be clear, clear, clear. Right. And, I'll, and I'm game. Don't and it's, so, and it's sort of a... It's like the NFL when they say the the call stands or the call is confirmed. You know, Correct. when the call is confirmed, big, di- they big know difference. For sure. And it's sort of a win-win because you know, okay, let's say the call in the field is out and the video is uh, inconclusive. Great, the call in the field would have been out with no video review, so it's it's a win-win in that in that regard. Or you know, the guy says, "Oh no, he was actually safe, and it's clear and obvious." Great, the call in the field. Uh, was wrong, but we got it right, and it's sort of the right thing to that. do. You can't you argue can't ar- that. You, you can't argue, but the only right. thing I will say is for for this to be instituted, you need fixed cameras on the bases. Otherwise, so JT, you know, you no, sort so JT of – made a great uh, point. JT made a great point in saying, you know, something in like the World Series where, you know, you have Norman and you have Sandy and you have, you know, yeah, uh, Big Money. What's his, what's his name? Uh Jay Money. Jay Money. And you have Jay Money. Don't forget it. And I I think, if I'm not mistaken, the MNS League used to have a camera stationed on top of the fence and they used to live stream the games. So maybe there's a way for maybe just the World Series, you know, if you're going to do this as a trial, you know, if the Norman ever did want to implement it, you could do it as a trial just in the World Series to see how it goes. I don't think it would even cost that much if you had just like a, a tripod standing on the third baseline and on the first baseline. Um and one behind home plate and you have a video review in the world series where, you know, every single at bat is crucial. And I, I do believe if you yeah. guys remember a guy like Mike had, a, had a rough world series, uh, um, uh, you know, officiating. He, he did. Was, he made, he did. Know, and- what about this, Dave? What about the play that Mark Braha tagged Jordy with his glove with no ball in it and then had the ball in his right hand and fired to first. He, yeah. if we went to if we went to video review there, that would have been a quick overturn, and you wouldn't have been even upset because you would have said, you know what, Mark, you didn't tag him. Listen, I, I I didn't see that play because I'm in the outfield, but if you showed me the video, oh, you have to see the video. Then how can I argue? How can I argue? Clear as day. You didn't yeah, see so that video yet. You know, but then you're going to have those guys that are going to say, but doesn't matter. He made the call. No, that's the whole point of the video review. It's the whole point of the like video it. review. Dave, I like it. Z, you like it? I, I like it with a few, you know, stipulations. You got to have the right camera angles. What happens if you challenge and you're relying on Norman, who's doing a thousand things at once to also capture the video? Uh, you got to fine tune some things there, but overall the True. concept, if, if nailed down, unbelievable. I like I it. Think- I think it's a win-win for everyone. I think I you agree. just got to keep it simple in the beginning. You got to have some kind of tripod, first base, yes. so you know, Dave, 90 degree angle and third base and one behind home plate. You can't judge if a guy catches a ball on the fly in the outfield and go to video review for that. It's just impossible. Dave, Agreed. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this, but Max Sutton actually put the iPad up uh, on the cage for the Swimming World Series. And there's videos on YouTube from a totally different angle, the full game. I don't know if you ever dove into that, but I did, and it's uh, it's awesome, you know. I don't know if I really? did. I got to check that out. 
really yeah, good. I text, I watched, text Max and he'll get you the link. But you just see the Z, full game uninterrupted. It's awesome. Z, I didn't come to the field that day, games one and two, because I was watching on that video stream. I was watching it live. It was unbelievable. Wow. It was incredible. Yeah, By the way, uh, that's that's another thing. The, the, these playoff games got to be live. They got to be on live stream. You got to have these live. You can't, you know, obviously Norman, oh, Norman's the type of guy to say, you want to watch the game come to the field. I love it because, I, you know, the I agree with Norman it. there. No, I do. But, you know, if you have a, if you have a couple of guys on a Friday that are working and, you know, want to go to the computer and, and catch a couple of innings of the game, you know, the live stream is unbelievable. I agree, Dave. I agree with Z, and I also agree with you. How could you not be able to watch these big games on live stream? It, it makes no sense. But yeah, at the same a lot time, of guys can't make it. A lot of guys can't yeah, make listen, it. To the game. Uh, all right, but you, but you get the nor you get the Norman recap. It's a, it's a, you do. It's you get, the you get the, uh, it's, after. it's the benefit the of getting getting to the ballpark. Nothing like that atmosphere. You I, can't, I can't, you, don't, you don't want to take away argue. from it. I can't argue. There's nothing like the fans. It's unbelievable when you get a packed house like that on a Friday afternoon at three o'clock. You pay thousands to play in that game. Here, here's, some, here's some quality questions by Juber Haber. Two long questions. Love the show. Honestly, not sure if this topic was discussed. Besides for center field, shortstop, and pitcher, what other positions do you see makes the biggest, the next biggest impact on the field? You can only choose one position. Which player current or in the past, had the biggest impact outside of those three positions? Shortstop, center field pitcher. Which player? I got one right off the bat. I'll give it to you. Let's hear it. Okay. 2000-2021 Knights, ABJ, right field. Okay. I mean, definitely definitely strong, but a guy that's not even supposed to be there. Right. So you put a little asterisk. You could put I, a little I think, asterisk. Okay, so that answers the second part of the question. Definitely. Okay, I'll answer the first part. He made part. the biggest impact. He definitely let made answer, the biggest impact. Can't let take me that answer away. The, I'll answer the first part. Um, for me, it's a juggle between short center and right field. Okay. Which is crazy, by the way, Dave, because, you know, for years, I think the league looked at right field as sort of like the last position to fill. And left it field did. was more important. And it left did. field was more important than right. And I and totally I disagree with that. No, I just think right field, like the the types of balls that you get are so tricky, and all the best righties could use right field dangerously. Um, no one's really like a dead pull hitter that's most dangerous in the league. I, I don't know. What do you um, think? What's, what's your pixie? I'm thinking third base. I I don't know. That's me. Third base is so difficult. I think it gets overlooked. Yeah, short center. A lot of guys could get it done. Third base, I feel like, is so crucial. You take it for granted because the third basemen in our league are so good that, you know, they rarely make errors and mistakes. But if you don't have a third baseman on your team, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Um. No question. Uh, you guys both make great points. I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? I think they're all even. I, I, I can't give you one. I mean, third base is huge. Left field is huge. Right field is huge. Second base is huge. All these positions are first base, catcher. Everything's huge. What what separates me for when I'm picking a team where 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 I'm going is who, who carries the best bat. You know, that's who I'm picking because I think they're all important. Very tough question. As far as the biggest impact – 
Um, which player current or past had the biggest impact outside of those three positions, offensively or defensively? Um, no, I, th- I think Juber's talking defense here. Defense? So defensively, I'm going to have to go with the kid that wrote the message, Juber. I mean, this what this guy does in the infield, taking away hits, stealing runs. I mean, look at that look at that play he had at home plate when he tagged out Jimmy, fired home, and threw Jack as out of the plate. As a lefty. He's tremendous. I think he's a, a game lefty. changer. Yeah, he's tremendous. I, I think he's a game changer. Yeah, Ju- Juber's really good. Uh, Steven Shalou, when he was playing short center, comes to mind. Jordy's been really good when he's playing short center. Um, you know, those, those are sort of the impact players that uh, are like sort of an out of position. Soccer. And JT, JT, I know your memory goes back far. How about Untouchables World Series? A.B. Dweck gets hurt. Nate, little Nabe comes in. They move him to third base, and that frees up Jack Abadi to go to right field. That that yeah. probably won them the series as well. It's funny, by the way. Me, Jack Abadi, and Ab Cohen both won championships in right field, and us three. If you told if you told us that in two thousand and twelve, you we would have thought we would have said you were on drugs because us three <laughs> us three were slated center fielders forever, and we both Stay won in right field. So. Staples. Yeah, you guys so all, all came up in the same class and uh have we used been to go all one, tremendous. two, and three. We would go JT, one, two, and three, and Joe Shearer would be right there. One, two, three, you, and four. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have moved over for Kenny Lofton on the ninety seven Indians if they asked Hell you to. No. Hell well, no. Well 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 while we're on the topic, right? Uh Dave, I don't know if you're a listener of the podcast, but uh you know, we spoke about it early on. Um and JT made some comments. All right, so I'll just ask you straight up. You and JT on the same team. Who's the center fielder? Me. <laughs> love it. I love JT, it. And JT knows it. JT knows it. If he wants to swallow his pride. Never, never. He'll tell ever, you on the ever. center fielder. I think that's laughable. I think at the laughable. end of the day, at the end, it's laughable. I love him. At the I end think it's laughable. Of the day, I think it's. I love you, Dave. I think. I mean, listen. You're gonna hit three in the order. There's no question about that. But, but to say you're gonna play center when your first year playing center field is 2020, I don't think that's fair, Dave. Would I do that yeah. year? You want a championship? <laughs> Would I do the next year? You want a championship? You want right. a championship? Okay. All right. I rest my case, JT. That's pretty. But impressive. if you want me to move to right or left, I'll gladly do it. Everyone knows I'm a team player. I got asked in the early years. You know, I got my asked to move over for guys that I knew couldn't shine my shoes in center. Would you play left? I said, no problem. Would you play you right? I said, no problem. By, by the way, Dave, you did. Dave, notably, um, Butter, you played left field for Irwin. And other Correct. teams also. And other Correct. teams also. Other teams were, like, Irwin's a great center fielder. There's other times where you played left where the center fielder wasn't even great. You guys didn't think that in the back of my head, I knew that I was a better center fielder than these guys. But at the uh, end of the sure. day, you know, you make the sacrifices in, in the betterment of the team and to win a game. And, you know, you you, you, you got to swallow your own pride and, you know, do what's best for the team. And if that's what captain asks you to do, you do it. The only time I didn't do is when Elliot Saka wanted to draft me and he texted me that he wants to pick me. And Jeffrey Saka called me and then he said, I'm going to take you. I said, OK, great. He said, you cool playing left. I said, Yes. Who's playing center? He said, I think I'm taking center. And that was the first time I ever put my foot down and said, not happening. 
not happening. If, you, if I'm not playing center, don't pick me. He made a big mistake that year. He took Joe Chira, ended up the rest is history. And Saban, I'll tell you the story that he just curses Elliot Sack a dead Till, till this day. Yeah, that that was the year of butter. Um, yeah, Dave. Obviously, Dave, won the thing. triple crown that year. So Z and Z Z, thank you for that opportunity. Well, Dave, my pleasure. Um, I don't think the uh, you know the league in general um, believed that you could play center field up until swimming, and you know you I did. was obviously me... wrong. Everyone else was wrong, and you've played a Gold Glove center field ever since that point. So. No question. Um, and and no. Dave, Dave, Z's 100% right. And the whole league, Dave, it wasn't just me. It's not just me that's saying this. Everyone, no, no one believed that you could play center. And you know what? We all weren't wrong. You were not playing a great center when you first started. Even when you moved to left, you, you weren't great. You were not where, great. Where is this? And, where is this information coming from? Yeah, where really, really. Botch. It, I, I it the was best arm in the league, if not top three. I yeah, never dropped the ball. I never Listen. dropped the ball in my career. I tracked down yeah. balls in the gap. I, I never had problems playing the outfield. The fact that the league had this view on me that I can't quote unquote handle center field. You don't understand how much it used to bother me. I never it's propaganda. It's propaganda. I, I, I hear it's you. So I not treated way, it like a champ. And you know what, Dave? You know what, Dave? You turned. You you not only went to center, but you flourished in center once you went there. You're playing a tremendous center field. And my, I got to tip my cap to you, man. You really you. are playing tremendous out there. Thank but you. Dave, I appreciate it. I don't know what it was either, Dave. I don't know what it was either. But I remember on Dem Bums when Jack Batty was the captain the year he tore his ACL, two thousand. 18. We were the Orioles that year. We played you guys, and Solly Towell, my cousin, was playing center field over you. You were in left field. It, it, it's crazy. You were Do not you what happened, as a center fielder. Yes, you ended up switching over in the middle of the game. And I made every single play, and Jeffrey Saka came up to me in the dugout and said, I don't know who the F said you can't play center, but you'll be my center fielder for as long as I could be playing. There you go. There you go. That's what he told me. It's crazy, Dave. It's really crazy. Yeah, but you know what? It's all. It's all. It, now we could laugh at it. Um, again, you know, I never made it known that all that stuff bothered me. That the, I, for some reason I couldn't play center field or whatever it was. I got the opportunity. Thankful to see, and um, I'm standing here with two championships starting in center, and I just missed my third one. Um, again, which still hurts. But you'll be uh, back. You'll be back. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Here's another – no question, Dave. Here, here's another question from Juber. Which players who moved up to a better position do you think should move back to their old positions? Or any player in a position now that should make that leap up? Example, Stephen Shalou, when he first played in the league, short center, turn counts, double plays, okay? Made a huge impact. We got that. Um and when he moves to shortstop, his game hasn't been as impactful. Example, Abraham Haber has always played left field, right field. In my opinion, he could play center field. Uh, just, as, just as good as most of the center fielders now goes later than all of them. What do you guys think about that? Uh, Abraham Haber, I think he found his comfort zone in left. He plays a great left field. He's probably the best left fielder in the league. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anybody. I, I don't know why anybody would want to switch him to center. Um, a guy that just right off the bat came off, uh, came off the top of my head was Shimmy Cohen. I think, um, 
should, you know, maybe go back to a corner spot. I feel that. Z, anything? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'll, I'll start. I, I, I do happen to agree with the two examples that he gave. Uh, I, I think Abe Haber, JT, it's like things we touched on uh, earlier in the podcast. Abe Haber, tremendous player, um, was constantly underlooked. And can he play center field? Yes. But it's sort of like a Ruby Saka. Do you want Ruby Saka playing shortstop the entire season? Can he do it for a week? Yes. So I, I don't doubt Abe. I know the guy works on his game tremendously, but I love him in left field. He's a gold glover. He hits 500. He could bat clean up in a lineup. So why why fix, you know, don't don't uh, fix what ain't broken. Listen, you got you guys both know that a lot goes into playing center. You know, you got to tell, you got to coach your right fielder and left fielder yeah. where you want them to play. It's not just, you know, going out there and catching balls and hitting cutoffs. There's a little bit more that goes into it. No question. I love Abe Haber. That's way above his pay grade. There's no shot. I, I, I agree with you. I agree no, with no you on chance. that one. He, he's not a center fielder. Forget the vocal part and the knowledge and knowing where to position guys and controlling the whole athlete. Forget that part. Just That's from, a huge part. That's well, a huge yeah, yeah. part. It's, it's, a, it's a huge part. But forget for, put that part aside. I don't even like him tracking balls to his left and right. You know, I'm saying I I think it's cute. I think he's good. I think he's solid. But no, that, that's where you're wrong. That's where that's where I'll stop you. He's uh he's phenomenal. And yeah, I gotta it away agree with him. JT on this. I you know you, you got to think you know getting reads off the back quick off his feet. He's not the quickest guy in the league. Zach, you're telling me if I shoot a ball out of a cannon, DK or Abe Haver. Who do you have your money on catching that ball? Mine's I have DK. Any Listen, day uh, obviously straight line speed, DK is faster, but you know there's something about reads that you can't make up for. I'm not saying DK is lagging behind, but uh, Abe Haber, give the man his credit. This guy's played a phenomenal left field to his left, his right, back, <laughs> forward with his arm all, all the way around. Give the man yeah. his credit. Um, you could argue okay. he's the best left fielder in the league. And I think he, you know, he found his comfort zone. He's a staple left fielder. Anybody in the draft would jump on taking him to play left field and put him in, you know, in the middle of that lineup. No question about it. I don't see a reason for him to move. Yes, yeah. for sure. A guy, a guy like Steven Shalou, on the other hand, uh, maybe he should go back to short center. Um, he, he's actually gotten better as a shortstop, but short center, the guy was game cha- a game changer. He really was. Yeah. Well, he's not playing this year. He's not coming back. So we don't need right. to he, he could do, he, he, he could do whatever he wants in the minor leagues. He could play left, short center, whatever he wants. Do we, yeah, do we know just, uh, do we know who's not coming back officially this year? I heard some big names. I know Mark and Lee were one of them. I heard Shalou. Uh, Jimmy was telling me about that. Do we uh, do we know who's who's out, who's in this year? I think that's it. But we're gonna cover that at a, at a at a different time when we have our sources uh, tell us, you know, more facts. You know, more facts because right now we don't really know much. But we don't want to speculate at this time, right? Yeah, exactly. But but Shalou's firm. He's not playing. That's firm. Right? Is that a so commute that, that, problem? I think it's a commute problem. Am I, am I sure he got married or something? Uh, we, we'd rather not get in. We'd rather not get yeah. into it at this time. It might fire up the wrong uh, areas. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. We'll play it safe. All right. One last question, Z. Last yep. question, Jack. And, and it's Bat. a good one. It's a it good is one. a good one. It's the Jack and Batting one, right, Z? Yes. Okay. You want to read it or should I? No, go ahead. Okay. 
I know there were talks this year of some sort of fall ball league being created. Being that it really doesn't get cold until very late November, early December, which is true, by the way. Would you like to see someone step up and start something after the summer on Sunday mornings? I know that some players play in the Tahina League, but realistically, you only realistically you only get worse and develop bad habits in those leagues. Uh, I think we should pull the top 72 players we can get and have a six BYOB from the pool that sign up. Full ball league on Sunday mornings in Jersey. What are your thoughts? Interesting. Z, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm jump I'm jumping all over this. Where do I sign? Uh, what could I do? I'll do anything to play more ball. Um, I, I love it. Obviously, it'll never be on uh, the same level as a YMSL Sunday morning beautiful season. But you know, to get some com- competitive ball in, uh, I think it would work. Um, I have two tweaks to it that I think would be necessary for it to work. Um, I think Sunday mornings are out. Uh, unless you start it really early, it's going to interfere with football um, and very tough. And I think Jersey is out, um, being that the fact that it won't be on Sunday morning and, you know, uh, very few people are there. It's tough to get to. Uh, you would have to find some good fields. I know uh, Jack knows as well. There's some good fields in Randall's Island uh, with some lights. That could work as a sort of night league in the fall. That would be tremendous i'm all over that uh i would do whatever it takes i mean listen i listen like you said he signed me up anywhere i'm in but it's not something that there's there's so many things that need to go into this to make it great um you know obviously your name's not going on the ymsl cup that we know um so it's just a side it's a side little league um listen uh it's tough it's tough who's gonna run it you know who's gonna run it? Who's gonna who's gonna run the whole thing? Who's uh, you know which teams are you getting pitchers? I think it's very very hard. But again, sign me up. I'm in. But I think there's a lot that yeah. Needs JT, to go into this. I I think uh, you know now talking about it now, I have some uh, ideas. We could talk about it off air. Um, that may work. Okay. But. All right, yeah, Dave, but one anything? thing one, before Dave gets into it, there's one thing I that I did like that I thought about before when I read this question. I thought about it. I do like the idea of it being every two years or like every three years, like some type of World Cup item. I know World Cups every four years, and there's Olympics every four years, and the the Ryder Cup in golf is every two years. I do think something like that should be implemented. I think that's pretty cool where you get some build up and some, you know, you get a little build up. To 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 uh to the big dance. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty um, cool. I like interesting. That. Yeah, very interesting. A lot I'm of ideas to be like spoken a, about, but like love the idea 30, more ball. under thirty, over thirty, under thirty type of like a, like you know like USA versus the world in golf. I think that's the president of the Ryder Cup, uh, Ryder Cup, or I don't know whatever it is, yeah. or President's Cup, whatever you call it. Um, something like that would be cool if you get like a like a mini series going on over 30 under 30 type of situation. That would be cool. Right. Definitely. would be cool. I mean, uh, there was nothing like those COVID underground, uh, games that we were playing in those all-star games. Those were epic. Yeah. The showcases were great. I actually yeah, was the, the one showcases. that, uh, I actually, oh, I, I was the one that was organizing that. I was just dying to play ball and it was the, it was the only thing I could have thought of at the time. 
Yeah, that was tremendous. Max versus Navy. You had guys who weren't playing saying, I deserve to be playing. It was epic. By the way, Maxi D D got rocked in those games, and it's crazy how he ended up having having those – he ended up having one of the greatest years of all time winning a championship. But if I told you that before, you would never have thought. No, but maybe he figured something out. You know, maybe he was getting licked in those games. He was getting popped. Well, you have to understand, JT, the guy was facing a super team. Yeah, he was. We had superstars up and down the lineup. It wasn't just your typical YMSL draft. This was, these were superstars. Z, we we were on the same team in that game. And Farker, you were on the other team. You were in AB? I believe, no, I faced, I was with Max. Okay, Zach, were you with us with Max? Yeah, I believe I was playing a little right field. I had a ton of fun. Brought me back to my rookie year. Uh, we got awesome. rocked. I yeah, we got, we got I killed, but it was fun. fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. But it hurt to lose so bad, but it was fun. We had a couple nice moments there. That was a, re- that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, Z. We're going to wrap this up. This is a very yeah. long show. I'm going to have to break it up into two parts. Yeah, may have to break it up, uh, but great conversation. Dave, uh, you were tremendous, tremendous on this episode. Uh, really, really great to have you. A ton of insight, ton of knowledge, uh, and I know you have a ton more uh, that's built up. You could let it out at any moment, so um, re- really great having you on. I'll save it for the field, but thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Just make sure to keep me in mind when you discuss that JT grading of swimming. Just throw me on for a couple of minutes. I just gotta I gotta be on there when you guys go over that one. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I gotta go through I gotta go through the mind of JT on that one. Uh I don't know what goes through the mind of JT, but we'll we'll dive in when the time's right. I love it. Thanks guys for having me on. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Dave, you were Thank tremendous. You